your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Chuck, this is Randy Carricker. That's Michelle Smallman. Good morning, and thanks for joining us. Good morning, Randy and Michelle. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I want to start with this because I, I thought your story was outstanding in talking to epidemiologists about the, the college football season, and I thought their reaction was interesting. Were you at all surprised by the way that they reacted to the question of whether or not it was worth it to play this season? I was. I I thought, you know, that at least – say I, I managed to reach four and I four of them and I thought maybe at least one would say uh that in conclusion no it was a bad idea you know but but nobody said that they all said that uh that on some level at least they were glad it happened even if they were not glad about the messaging that occurred from it while it did happen well, Chuck, we got a full season. We were able to see a national champion crowned last night, Alabama beating Ohio State 52-24. to Nick Saban said after the game that that team that he coached last night is among the best he's ever coached at Alabama. Is that something you agree with? When you look at this team that Alabama had on the field last night, where do you rank them compared to other national champions? I, I might even put them alongside some of the Alabama teams which have finished as runner-up. I think of the one that lost to Clemson in 2017 in Tampa, that game, that great 35-31 game. Um, you know, and so so I'm, I would put it, I, I have a, he loves the fact that it won 11 SEC games because he has towering respect for the SEC. And I think that's a, that's a really strong point that he makes. So that was compelling when he said that part of it, you know, that, and in the subtext of what he was saying is that there were there were none of those games, you know, like the weekend in November where they have a breather and play a team from the FCS. There was none of that. So I think I think when I see that, I, I can't put it ahead of the others in in my own mind, but I I can put it alongside uh, his 2009-2010 team that won went unbeaten and and a few others, including you know even some of those runners up. Those games that still bug him. Chuck, it's interesting when you look at the the USC run that they had under Pete Carroll or the Oklahoma run that they had under Barry Switzer uh, or even Ohio State under Urban Meyer. They won a lot of games but didn't measure up to the championships that Nick Saban has been able to assemble. And even more now than what Bear Bryant did at Alabama. It's hard for me to imagine that, at least in our lifetime, that we're going to see somebody equal what Nick Saban has been able to accomplish at Alabama. No, I don't think there's any way we're going to see that. And, you know, those, you look at the, say, the Pete Carroll USC teams, they're one play and from being, from being a two time titleist, or really a three time titleist, two and a half, whatever you want to mm-hmm. say, back when they, split titles they split one of them and so then you look at Saban and you realize that there's been a 
an attention to detail that's remarkable and, and, a, and a standard that he talks about a lot and a, really an airtightness that that enables you to actually get the championship most of the times that you're in it. And that's, that's the, that's the part that, you know, it, it kind of goes against our nature as human beings to think that you could continue to have this standard over such a long period of time. You know, Uh, we're not built like that in a, in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, I think that we're not going to see anything like this. No. Chuck, Steve Sarkeesian put on a a clinic last night. He called an unbelievable game. We know that he tactically can get the job done. There's a lot of factors that go into that job at Texas. But do you think that he's going to be able to build Texas back up to a prominent program? I think he's got the right mentality for it. I think he's got a a humility about him that, that will help. I wonder about, is there something, you know, is there something cultural there in the construct of it that's that's holding it back? You know, one, one thing you hear there a lot is, okay, so they suddenly win a big game, and then they're all thinking that it's that it's back, and there's this expectation, you know, built from the earlier years and this sense of place that's way high up, higher than the record has reflected over the last 10 seasons. So I wonder about anybody going into that culture, and I don't know what it is. I it would take maybe sociological study, as would a lot of these college football programs. But uh, I do think that anybody going into that situation is taking on a, a maybe a lot of politics. And I don't know if that's what it is, but I, I always wonder. It is interesting in college sports. Part of what makes it lucrative are the boosters. And when you look at a place like Texas and Auburn, uh, Texas A&M, the, the boosters do run the show and many times not for the betterment of the athletic program. Yeah, and um, there was a, there's a great story in, on AL.com, the Alabama website, John Talty, about, um, about the struggle at Auburn between, you know, athletic department and boosters and how, you know, they can vie for, for power in these things at, at certain points. And in choose, that was in choosing a coach, that story. And I think, you know, that's part of the culture of this sport that makes it so American. And so it's nobody else in the world in the, in the, on the whole globe, you know, puts a hundred thousand people in a stadium to watch college students play, but we love it and we tailgate to it. And, um, and I think the, the whole idea of this boosters with power, it's kind of, it's amusing in a lot of ways. I'm sure it's aggravating in a lot of ways and helpful in a lot of ways to people running programs, but, but it's amusing that this culture has sort of formed through the years so that it is that way. Chuck, do you think Devontae Smith's skill set can translate to the NFL? Yes. And you know what I think of when I think of him? I think of Jerry Rice, and I think of it in this way. I'm not comparing the two, but when you listed, you know, the best NFL receivers of all time, the gap between number one and number two at the wide receiver position was bigger than at any other position because Rice was number one and then I always used to think that really whoever you would put in number two, you might as well just give them number three and, you know, start it after Rice at number three. Smith, as a college receiver, I think of the same way. I've just never seen anybody that good, that precise, that attentive to detail. 
and then of course fast and talented and all of that but you could just tell that the way he practiced must have been extraordinary and that was true of rice too so on their different planes i consider them you know similar and on the college i just haven't seen i don't think i've seen receiver played that well in the college level and just because of that precision and the way he attends to detail and so on, I think he's going to be great. Chuck Culpepper, before we let you go, I want to ask kind of a, a broad question here, because one of your epidemiologists pointed out that there have been literally no documented cases of transmission on the college football field of play. And he said, I think that's a stunning kind of conclusion and is a testimony that with a well-thought-out cautious policy, you really can reduce the risk. I know NHL players are concerned about it. Here in St. Louis, the Cardinals had a massive outbreak during the season. But with what you learn from in, from talking to epidemiologists, about this story do you sense any problem at all in sports being played taking it outside of the college football realm and throwing a blanket over all sports is there a problem with sports being played at all i think i think possibly two one is that we don't really know the the effects of having you know having limited crowds and then if your question if you want if we want to just talk about having no crowd at all then um i think I think that kind of solves that issue. And <clears throat> so in other words, the gatherings around games, even these 25% crowds that some of these conferences had, um, I don't think we're ever really going to know from listening to them how much outbreak that caused. Um, but the other thing is, and the one issue with it is sports being back, even with no crowds does give an impression um, that Every, that this is really not that serious. This is really not that bad. Or it can give that impression. Mm-hmm. And I think the frustra- frustration for these epidemiologists was that the messaging was not better point to point to point on the broadcasts because it became so political in the U.S. The messaging was not better about, you know, hey, you know, sort of a little, less of a rejoicing and more like, hey, we're playing this, but, you know, we're still playing it at a very perilous time. I think that was their biggest concern, the messaging. Chuck, thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks a lot for having me. You too. Thank you. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, Nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, and with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. 
Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.